This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendee's joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, I guess, here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Yo, happy Friday. It is the Jason Walker Show, Major Mortgage Man Cave. We start the month of May on a bang, or with a bang. We have a doctor joining us today. And not just any doctor. A doctor of, well, sports psychology. Her name is Scotta Morton. She is a former Gallatin Gateway Gator. She is a former Montana State University Bobcat women's basketball star, along with Bozeman Hawks. And she will join us coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. I want to get her thoughts on the the uh, COVID-19 and how it's affected. She works at the uh, University of Missouri. She's an assistant of, uh, athletics director with mental performance. And I want to get her thoughts on how they are handling as psychologists and sports psychologists the end of seasons for athlete, uh, student athletes and also seniors that never got that chance to say goodbye. So we'll talk to Dr. Scott Morton, and it's so weird to keep saying Dr. Scott Morton, but she will join us coming up here in a little bit. By the way, her jerseys are over my left shoulder, uh, if you're watching. You're right, I think. Um, but her home and away jerseys for a Montana state, and uh, yeah, she uh She's a special young lady, a great family, and uh, honored to get to talk to uh, Dr. Scott Morton coming up. Also, we are going to have another edition of Merrick at the Movies, Power Activities Director Merrick Parnell. This time he's breaking down uh, basketball movies you should watch during lockdown or quarantine or whatever we're under. Speaking of which, Washington's governor came out today and said they're extending their stay-at-home orders until... Um, May 31st. So there you go. But Montana, we're on top of it. We're opening back up. Hey, uh, speaking of which, um, some things are opening back up, and some are not. And there is a petition online floating around. You can find it. But it's why it's a petition to Governor Steve Bullock about why Montana can't have jackpot rodeos or rodeos, whether it's small jackpots or the pro circuit. And it makes a lot of sense. You wonder, um, I'm reading from the petition that, quote, men and women of rodeo have been told now that they are not allowed to have jackpots or rodeos in the state of Montana. And this is now putting more businesses at risk of losing arenas, livestock, and their business altogether. And we've talked about this before, you and I, about this, because if people can't compete in rodeo, that's their livelihood. A lot of these athletes, not just the athletes, but the horses too, and the livestock. And the question is, quote, how is it okay for people to go to bars, churches, restaurants, tattoo shops, Etc. End quote. But you can't go to a rodeo where you can easily social distance. The PBR did it last week. Started in Guthrie, Oklahoma, and it's an inter. And you know us; we're big supporters of rodeo here on the Jason Walker Show. So it's a question that needs answered. I think. And it's a legit question. Uh, you can find that anywhere online. 
Laurel, by the way, got the okay to start tryouts for American Legion Baseball. Billings is still on hold for the Scarlets and the Royals. Um, and so, yeah, interesting. Helena tried to have tryouts yesterday. Weather put a halt to that. Remember here on the show, we were talking about the lightning and the weather that uh, was happening. Uh, there were some picks, pictures in the paper and online, 406mtsports.com, of the Helena Senators kids in the first 15 minutes of their tryout wearing masks but not wearing masks properly. Okay, you can't have your mask on around your chin. That does nothing. If you're going to have to wear a mask, you've got to wear it over the mouth and the nose, which makes it really hard to breathe. So there you go. Uh, did see this today that I uh, wanted to hit on, and that is uh, the NBA. Do we care if the season comes back? I mean, do we really? Do you want the NBA season? That's a big question. It may not happen. And they're talking about maybe pushing the start of the next season back until December. But today they halted and postponed indefinitely the NBA draft combine and also the draft lottery, which makes me believe that there's probably not going to be an NBA finish to the 2019-2020 season. And then there was this news that came out about the NBA today. The G League is improving conditions for players starting next season, informing teams that they must secure separate hotel rooms for players on road trips and elevate their per diem by 15 bucks. So from 25, I think, to 40. Players have shared rooms up until now in the G League. And my question is, does it matter? These guys just got done rooming on road trips. They're 18, 19 years old, a lot of them. 22, 23 years old. But they, that's what they do in high school and college. You room with players and teammates on road trips. Does it really matter? And you save money. So now you're going to, I mean, the G League isn't rolling in the dough. I know the NBA supports it, but you get, you just room with somebody. I didn't, I had to room with trainers on road trips. Back to the days of MSU when I did women's basketball in, what, 2000, 2001? I had to room with the trainer. And you make adjustments. And I roomed with the trainer when I was doing Carol radio. You just, you make adjustments and, and, you know, the fir- I will never forget my first road trip with Montana State women's basketball. We went to uh, we traveled down to Riverside, California. It was um, on the way to I think that was the trip. That was not the trip to Cancun. That came later. But the first trip to to Riverside. And my first road trip ever with the college basketball team. And it's story time with with Uncle Jaywalk here is what we're going to call this. But um, I I roomed with the trainer. His name was Chris. I can't remember his last name, but he ended up, I think, working with the L.A. Dodgers, which is really cool. But I come bopping out of the shower. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever. I have no idea what is about to happen. I got a towel on, thankfully. But I come out, and there's seven basketball players sitting in the hotel room. I didn't realize that on road trips, a lot of times, your hotel room, if you're rooming with the trainer, becomes a training room. So that got rectified in a hurry. I learned to shower way early or really late uh, on our way to basketball games. So um, just an interesting story. I mean, it was totally harmless. Nothing happened. No weirdness. But it it was weird at the beginning because you're like, hey, you're a basketball player and our room is now the training room. Which was cool. You get to, see, and that's where all the the fun stories come out. Is and, and it included with Carol recently too. Over the last six years, you get to know these kids and their stories, and it's fun just to talk about non basketball stuff. Fun, fun stories. And we talked with Lindsey Bear about that yesterday. Remember, or Wednesday, I guess it was. Is the stories that you get to know and the the trust factor as well. So. Um, with coaches and players alike, and trainers. You learn a lot about athletes from trainers that never makes the airwaves. HIPAA and all that stuff, right? All right, so we're going to take a break. I'm anxious. We've got a lot of people on Facebook. By the way, you can watch live on Facebook. You can watch live on YouTube, listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, and also TreasureStateRadio.com. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, what's the psychology aspect 
of the student athlete. We know they're not training. We know that seniors had their seasons and careers come to an end without a proper send-off. And what about the kids that are coming back? And will we have sports next year? And how do you approach the psychology aspect? Well, Dr. Scott Morton will join us. An all-time Bobcat great comes up next here on the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. I'm done with this. Thinking about trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from, many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid. Contact Lee Fecto at 406-788-8962. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner, so now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. During this time of uncertainty and stay-at-home orders, Dinners Done Right wants to remind you that they're still open. Just go to dinnersdoneright.com, place your order, and then pick it up for dinner that night. Or plan ahead and order for the weekend. It's easy. Visit dinnersdoneright.com, register, pick your meals, then pick them up. Or stop in and grab meals out of the front freezer. Dinners Done Right's taking extra precautions with extra cleanings going on with every piece of equipment and personnel. Dinners Done Right thanks you for your continued support, and may we all stay safe and healthy during this time. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Finally, Friday on the Jason Walker Show. Major Mortgage Man Cave, the segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home. Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn. Uh, still to come, our second edition of Merrick at the Movies. This time, uh, Merrick Parnell, the AD at Powers High School, is going to break down what great basketball, sports basketball movies to watch. Or basketball movies. They're, basketball is a sport. The sport of basketball. It's great movies that circle around basketball. I have no idea. 
what I'm doing. It's Friday. Um, also got on this day in history, and uh, we'll tell you what's coming up next week. By the way, we did hear back from Brittany Jackson, the former Tennessee Lady Vol. She was super sick yesterday, so she will reschedule, I think, Monday or Wednesday. We're going to get her on the former Tennessee Lady Vol. Sharpshooter. Speaking of sharpshooters, she got her start in Gallatin Gateway, Montana, playing for the Gateway Gators. She went on to a lustrious or illustrious historical career at Bozeman High School and was a Hawk. Go Hawks, class of 93 here. And then uh, went on to star in her hometown, Montana State University Bobcats. She is now a doctor. Her name is Dr. Scott Morton, and she joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show because I want to get her thoughts on exactly what we're doing with our student-athletes in this, the psychology aspect of COVID-19, and a whole lot more. We'll talk with uh, Scott about a lot of great things right now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. First off, um, it is such a cool thing to, to chat with you. The last time I think I saw you was three or four years ago. We ran into each other in the Phoenix, Arizona airport of all places. I was down there for a basketball tournament, and uh, I think you'd been hiking with uh, your brothers, or uh, Cole maybe, but um, small world when you run into each other from Gallatin Gateway, Montana, into Phoenix Airport, right? That is crazy. That's been a really amazing part of my job that's um, given me the opportunity to travel to a lot of cool places. But, yeah, when you when you get back to your roots really quickly by seeing a friendly, familiar face, that's, that's even more fun. Uh, Dr. Scott Morton joining us. And I've been saying this all week. It's weird because I've, I've literally watched you grow up. So I can't even believe that, yeah. A, you've been in Missouri <laughs> as long as you have. But I know. you're a doctor, and it's so awesome. And, I'm, I mean, there's a lot of people very proud of you. But did you expect to be where you're at now, you know, say 25 years ago in Gallatin Gateway School? No way. Absolutely <laughs> not. In fact, I don't even have my athletes or coaches call me doctor. And when they do, I usually turn my head to see who they're talking to. You know, they know me as Scott as well. This was definitely definitely never a goal of mine. You know, it just kind of um, came through with all of my experiences and became the next step in my education and my training. But, yeah, it is definitely pretty cool. I think when it was in that first year, you know, it was pretty fun to, to have the doctor title. And after that, it's just kind of like, all right, what's next? What's new? Does the family give you a hard time because you're a doctor? Oh, my dad tells me quite a bit to take off the doctor hat and stop <laughs> pretending like I know it all, right? Oh, so he's quick to remind me that, too, when I go home. Oh, Bob. Uh, it is so <laughs> great. No, they're very, very proud, obviously. Sure. Uh, as well, they should be. I mean, uh, you know, you, you've it's a great family, first of all, if anybody knows the Mortons in Montana. But um, – the fact that you're a doctor, and, and it's just cool because, you know, you think back to all of, for me anyway, like I said, watching you grow up, you were a manager for my dad's basketball teams, fifth through eighth grade. You played for my dad. You go to Bozeman High. You become a star there. You go to Montana State. Um, you basically lived a dream before you even got out of college. Yeah, I really did. And really where those dreams started, I was just saying, back with your dad, you know, my mom was a teacher at Gallon Gateway School, so we went to uh, school with the same, you know, 15 kids in class, mm-hmm. and so I, I'd go to school with her earlier in the morning, and then after school, I'd wait around while she was finishing her lesson plans, and I had to find ways to kill time. And of course, um, K through fifth grade, and boys' basketball practice was, was always right after school, and so that was so fun because, you know, your dad really brought me into the family and I got to be a manager and um, learn from him and learn from the boys. I got to dress like their boys. I thought you guys were so cool. Got some cool skateboarding shoes. And, <laughs> and that's really where my love of basketball, you know, started because I had so much um, time to kill before it was time to go home with Mrs. Morton. So definitely holds some of my fondest memories in, in that concrete gym. Oh, it's just a, and it was just a bad gym. I know it's a home oh, gym, terrible. but it's a oh. terrible gym. <laughs> Yeah, when you fell, you fell really, really hard on that concrete. It was, it was, um, it made you pay, right? Oh, absolutely. Taking a charge, absolutely. not like it is now. Well, and it was so close together, um, you know, the walls were close to the court, so you couldn't really, you know, <laughs> run out of bounds without running into a concrete wall. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, that I'm was showing, quite the gym. I'm showing a picture right now of you, and I, I don't know if it, it's 7th or 8th grade, 
Um, but I helped my dad coach, and I've got – it's a styled perm. My wife says it's a mullet. It's not a mullet. Your, your brother Cole had great sweet hair too. Um, but you are in this picture, and – Oh, rough, rough. I, it's such, a, it's such yeah. a cute picture because um, we were outside, and I don't even remember this picture getting taken. But um, so yeah, so when you uh, watch the replay, you'll you'll see it up there. But Dr. Scott Morton joining us. She is the assistant athletic director of mental performance and staff development at the University of Missouri. Um, this is a different job, and, and I'd never really heard of anything like this, Scott, uh, until you got mm-hmm. this job and got into it because you don't think of athletes in college, maybe, you know, they need trainers, they need uh, tutors and, and things like that, but the mental aspect of sports, and you cover all aspects of sports, um, not just a basketball team, right? That's right, yep. So I serve um, all of our, gosh, I always forget they count, but 15 sports, and I also have an assistant. So between the two of us, and then we also have two uh, full-time counseling psychologists that makes up our, our mental performance team. And For about 500 athletes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot. Um, it is. It is. How many campuses across the country have a department like this? Well, we're, we're pretty lucky as far as the mental performance piece. It's actually, um, I would say, about five that actually has my job and role. Um, most campuses have counseling psychologists that also do sports psychology work. Um, problem there is that you know, most counseling psychologists get so busy with the clinical work that it doesn't afford them the opportunity to go out and do the mental training. Um, so the nice thing at Missouri that we're really lucky to have is really have that holistic team approach so that we can have people on the field doing the mental training um, outside of the office, and then also make sure that we're getting the clinical work um, that they need as well. And, and it's helpful for us because we can kind of be the eyes and ears for each other, things that I'm seeing on the field that might be missing in some of those conversations with our counseling psychologists. I can give them a little bit more context, and that way we're, we're um, getting it from every angle. Um, so, so it just helps us serve the athletes better, for sure. Well, it's very intriguing because, you know, I've worked closely with student athletes in the past with my job in broadcasting. And, and you know, I've, I've spent long bus trips in the Frontier Conference, uh, you know, nine hours one way, talking to players about the mental aspects of what they're going through yeah. in their lives. Or even when I did radio for Montana State back 20 years ago, you know, it's the same type of thing where they're sharing their story. And I'm not a psychologist. But they knew that, right. what, A, it wasn't going to be broadcast on air, but it gave them a chance to vent and a chance to just talk about life and even their sport without, uh, you know, going to a coach or, you know, even a teammate. It was somebody, a stranger, and sometimes you need that, right? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, you just kind of got it at the, at the root of the work that I do, Jason, and what you provided for those student athletes is just a space. You know, to, to be yourself, to get things out, to talk through, pull on your own insight about your experience, and, and to also know that the other person on the receiving end of that conversation cares, you know. Um, I, I, the main reason why I got into this work is obviously because I needed I needed help as well, you know, to, to really focus on um, how I can build an identity that can't be taken away from me because, I mean, part of the conversation that we talk about with a lot of student athletes that get to this level a lot of their identity is tied to performance. Mm-hmm. And when it's tied to your performance, um, um, it, it's, it's really hard to reach your potential because, you know, you, you stay inside your comfort zone. It's, it's harder to take risks. That FOPO comes out, that fear of other people's opinions and, and how that, you know, um, keeps you playing safe and small. And so um, that's part of really the work that I do with the core that I get is to help athletes build that identity that can't be taken away from them. So that's, really understanding the unique gifts and their strengths um, and, and what they have to offer the world outside of, of what they do and to help them realize their value becomes comes from really from who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Dr. Scott and Morton joining us here at Jason Walker Show on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Uh, before we dive into the COVID-19 stuff, um, how much, I mean, you take from your playing days and your experiences and now you have, you know, when you get to college, you're, you're full of all these great players. And, and do you deal with the aspect of why am I not playing more? I was a star in high school and now I'm not. Um, is that, I mean, is that play into this too? And, and how much of your experience do you draw off of from your college days to, to the athletes today? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, 
probably you know, my best way of relating to student athletes. It's not with my PhD, you know, or um, the education and knowledge I've gained. It's just because I lived in their shoes, you know. And so when I can come in from this is what I wish Scott and Morton would have done back then, and this is what, what's holding Scott and Morton back, you know, it makes that um, conversation built on more of a shared experience. But, you know, again, it goes back to kind of that fixed mindset piece is that, Athletes, we're, we're conditioned to believe, I wouldn't say just athletes, I think a lot of us are conditioned to believe that our best selves are defined by the results, right, by the outcomes, by the recognition, the validation that comes from others. Um, and so you kind of have to rewire and repurpose that relationship um, to get um, more out of yourself. And so, and that's hard, especially when you come to freshman, because you've got a lot of validation for being the stud. Mm-hmm. And part of you becomes obsessed with that label. You don't want to lose it. So what, what I really try to focus on helping student athletes understand is, is really building the worst that comes from um, what they have to contribute as far as, you know, being selfless and being very value-oriented and, and being about the front of the jersey, about being something that's bigger than you, how that will actually help you play more free. And, and that's on, in any performance environment. I mean, that's for athletes, that's for the work that I do, that's for the work that you do. And that's hard because that's uh, what they've been conditioned since they were, um, you know, five or six years old when they first started playing the game. And that was me, too. I mean, I think that's what got in my way is that I was blessed with early ability. And so I was beating all the boys at recess, right? And I was scoring 50 points as a sixth grader. And I remember going, Scott, man, you are so good. You're going to be the first girl in the NBA. You're going to do all these things. And you know, instead of going out and playing because I loved it, it was an also about protective image that I thought I had to uphold, right? So it became yeah. more of a perfecting, improving, and trying to please. Um, and, and ultimately, that's what, what, what got in my way. And there were other ways to enjoy the experience. Um, if I could have gone in just knowing that I was already enough and that I could go out and just play the game and compete and, and explore my potential and get outside my comfort zone and, and realize that I was on my own path. And, and unfortunately, we have, um, you know, most athletes that come that, that are not really playing for themselves for each other. They're playing for this idea of these less expectations that they feel that they need to meet to gain approval and, and to feel um, of worth, you know, to get that validation. And, and it's cool. hard. Everybody's kind of on their own uh, path. You know, some athletes come in already pretty well grounded, grounded in knowing who they are. Some it takes till their junior or senior year to really um, figure that out. But that, that's what makes the, fun, the work really, really fun. It's, it's just me and the athlete where they're at. Dr. Scott and Morton, our guest here, Jason Walker, show the Assistant Athletics Director of Mental Performance and Staff Development at uh, the University of Missouri. Uh, is that in Columbia? Is that right? It is in Columbia, yeah. So Columbia is smack dab in the middle of a state between uh, St. Louis and Kansas City. Okay. Because I've been so in Kansas City a bunch. It's a small college town, but it feels still big to me. <laughs> it's about 100, 120,000 people uh, with students. So wow. it's still relatively bigger than Bozeman. Yeah, it's about so uh, three times the size. People always laugh like this is a bigger bigger city. They're like, what? You think this is a city? I'm like, I'm, I'm from Montana. They're like, Montana? Yeah. Where's Montana? Is that in Montana Canada? Montana still is another country to most people in, U- yeah, in the U.S., which yeah. is, we kind of want to keep it that way, don't we? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you're one of the few that gets to come home, and we actually enjoy having you come back to Montana. Um, yeah, but yeah. Because you appreciate the beauty and the splendor of, of what Montana oh my is. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Scott Morton joining us here. Um, so with this COVID-19 and you've, I'm sure been, you can't meet with these student athletes face to face. You're doing a lot of zoom, I assume, but um, yeah. how tough has the last six, seven weeks been on student athletes, especially Scott of the seniors that a saw their basketball mm-hmm. seasons and quick or the spring sports that never even got a chance. Yeah, I mean, really tough and challenging, absolutely. And, yeah, we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls, some Zoom calls with the teams. We have about five or six of those a week, and individual meetings as well. Um, yeah, but for the spring sports, you know, who had that sudden loss, it was that they had to almost go through the grieving process. You know, it was first kind of that denial phase and then that anger and, and then understanding what this means in the grand scheme of things. So it was definitely something that um, – was, was really hard, for, particularly for some of our athletes, um, depending on when their season was cut short. Um, but again, it, you know, what I remind student athletes is, is how resilient they really are. You know, in the grand scheme of things, when, I, when I'm teaching skills and doing mental training, 
it's never been just to help them win games or else my work feels incredibly shallow, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's always to remind them that we've been building, building these skills and tools to help train you for life. And here's life, you know, it, it's hitting us all and to help them realize that, you know, that they just inherited one big team, you know, and understanding how this was a sacrifice for all for the, for the common good. And, and, and where I made, one thing that I learned through this is that, you know, I, I was ready to get into that growth phase right away. Like, okay, here's this opportunity where we can really grow through this. Here's that adversity. And almost trying to bypass the pain to get to the meaning part, right? What does this all mean for us? And what I realized, like, some, some athletes were very much stuck. And they weren't getting to that um, big perspective thinking yet. And so I had to make sure that I was sitting with them in their feelings, giving them permission to feel what they were feeling because they actually had a right to feel whatever they were feeling. And then have that patience with them and, and then kind of get them to the, to the point where, okay, you know, how is this happening for me and, and not um, and not against me? It's, but, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, um, you know, they, they deal with uncertainty all the time, that, that sport. And mm-hmm. so the more they could kind of understand how they could you know, shift that perspective um, to a different context and realize that they, they actually do have the skills to work through this right now. You mentioned the grieving process, and there's like the five or the six different stages of grieving, and and it it's not as terrible as losing a family member or a friend, but like you said, yeah. you have to go through the steps to realize, you know, there's a bigger bigger thing at the end of this, and yeah, it sucks that we lost our season, but yeah. we have to overcome and, and adapt. How did you, how does you as a staff mentally prepare? to talk to these kids because it's something new for you too. I mean, nobody's ever been yeah, through this before. Yeah. So this is a, this is something new for mental performance in colleges as well. It is. It is like unprecedented times for sure. And you're exactly right. Like I was having to help process, um, help athletes process. I was also processing myself, you know, and that's what I was very aware of is that, you know, I was getting to the doer mode, you know, I got to help, I got to do this and this. And that was almost a way that I was coping with what we were going through. You know, so the more that I was able to kind of step back and process how I was feeling, you know, and maybe some feelings of, you know, anxiousness or uncertainty when I was able to um, actually be with those and be open to allowing my own experience and how that was unfolding, I was actually better for them. You're, you're exactly right because um, I was reading, you know, a lot of work that we do is with Brene Brown and the power of vulnerability. And she's got a new podcast and she calls this an FFT. This is an effing first time for everybody. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're, you're going to feel things differently for the first time. Um, and, and how important it is to have real expect, realistic expectations for yourself and for others. Cause, cause everybody's maybe coping a little bit differently, but of, of course this is where we're at. I mean, this is our effing first time of going through a pandemic. No, it's, and I've said that to, to people I've talked to over the last six weeks. You know, we look back 100 years ago, we didn't have social media. We didn't have radio and television to, you know, dissect literally everything that's been going on with COVID-19 or the pandemic and, and the worldwide aspect of all of this. So this is new for all of us. I mean, literally. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, being a sports talk show host to have no sports to talk about has been a struggle. Um, but yeah, you know, the mental aspect, it's just, it's gotta be really hard. And is, is this the most challenging part of a job that you've done in, since you've been, um, doing this? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. I mean, I would actually say it absolutely has been challenging. Um, but I mean, if you would ask me, you know, when my first year in this experience, I'd be, I would tell you whatever I was experiencing at that point was the most challenging. So, I mean, it, Obviously, we've had a lot of events that have happened at Mizzou that have challenged me differently. But but I also think that through all those other experiences that I've got to, even though this is a very big thing, a monumental thing that we're going through as a nation, I've, I've also been able to kind of trust my own ability to adapt and adjust, you know, because I, I have to practice the same things that I'm preaching to my athletes and work on the same skills. So, um, but, but also I would say, Jason, it's, it's for a lot of this, if, if, we, or if we're seeing this time as a, as a time to, to grow, right, or as a time to get more connected to what brings us meaning and joy, it's also a privilege for us because I know there are a lot of people who are in survival mode right now, mm-hmm. you know, and so they're not looking at this as a time to grow or, or to stay more connected with loved ones. I mean, they might be fighting for their lives. Yep. So I want to be respectful to how this is affecting everybody a little bit differently. 
but in terms of for, for, for me and my family and for a lot of the athletes that I was working with, this has become a great opportunity to really define, you know, um, when this pandemic is over, can, can I really um, stay connected to what's most important? You know, can I, can I take the gratitude that I'm feeling for my sport right now, for my friends and my family and my team? And when this is all over, can I still um, lead with that when I'm thrown back into kind of the rat race? We're off with all the distractions are back there again. So um, it's been really cool to hear the conversations, you know, between athletes and between athletes and coaches about what meaning they're finding and the meaningful moments that they're creating with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a time they really get to lean into the, the mental work. You know, it's not like they're going to be able to do their physical training like they would normally. So it's, it's been cool to hear some of the insights that they've, that they've gained and, and what this time is teaching them. Um, so that's been really, really rewarding to hear. But, but again, I want to make the point that I know that not everybody's afforded to look at this as, as an opportunity right now. Sure. Dr. Scott Morton, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Um, so take out the COVID-19. Let's say we're playing sports, everything's normal, hunky-dory. What's a typical day in the life of Dr. Scott Morton? Oh, I think it depends on the day, you know. So it's um, I, I also uh, part of my role is staff development. So I have to do a lot of things with our head coaches, um, creating opportunities for them to collaborate and facilitate conversation. So depending on the day, I might have um, two or three team meetings. I'll, I'll probably split practices. So if I'm touching, let's say volleyball and basketball Monday, I'll maybe hit softball and baseball the next day. Um, I've got individual meetings. I also um, get to travel with the team, so that's a lot of fun. Oh, Even nice. though sometimes I've had a little bit of travel, it got a little bit exhausting. But um, that, that's been really cool, and that's, again, when I go back to just opportunity to, to experience new places and, and the money that goes into athletic departments in SEC, as you could imagine. I thought <laughs> Montana State was really big time when I played, right? So all the things that I knew. I was like, holy moly, when I, you know, show up to some of these places. So um, that that's cool. And, and, and on the road, it's a lot to have, as you were saying, you know, those conversations you'd have on the bus with the athletes, that's where I get to really actually get um, some of those really cool conversations with athletes, seeing them before they go to bed or catch them right after practice. Um, maybe it's in, at the, in the lobby while they're eating breakfast, and, and that's where I get to really build on that trust and rapport and, and, and really get a glimpse into who they are and, and where they want to go. So, so traveling actually gives me more opportunity to catch them in more casual conversation, which mm-hmm. has been very, very helpful. Those are some of the things I actually miss about what I used to do and sure. is, those, yeah. you know, those conversations because, you know, I've, I've got friends from, you know, Bozeman Hawks in the late nineties when I did play by play to Montana oh, state yeah. in the two thousands to PA work that I did for Montana state all those years. Um, you're still one of the few that I cried during the senior day announcements, but, um, Aww. only because I, I mean, I knew you, um, yeah, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so what's your favorite what's your favorite city to travel to in the SEC? Oh, you were bringing up Auburn earlier with your daughter going there for grad school. I always yep. love going to Auburn. Obviously, Nashville, you know, oh, Nashville, yeah. that's a really cool place to, to hit up. Um, but they're all kind of a little bit unique in their own way. Um, College Station in Texas is fun. You know, and I mean, the really cool thing, of course, with the, with the budget of SEC, you get to really eat very, very well. And so when you eat very, very well, you get a taste of, the, of that state, you sure. know, whether it's in Louisiana and Alabama. So, yeah, you, you got to make sure you're working out on the road. It's going to catch up with you. <laughs> that, that, sure. is, that is absolutely true. Um, play-by-play <laughs> yeah. guys call it our, uh, our, our, our seasonal weight uh, that we put on during football and basketball seasons. Um but no, that is true. There you go. So you're not eating it like. like Hasn't there been the quarantine 15 right now too? Is anybody else feeling that? I'm feeling like that. Oh, I, I, I did too. because yeah. I went to the doctor. Was it two days ago? And I got yeah, I had to do a checkup, and yeah, I'm uh, definitely feeling it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Scott Morton joining us. All right, so um, you mentioned the budgets in the SEC, obviously different than the Big Sky which is obviously different than the frontier. So you're not eating at like a, a local real rundown sandwich shop in some town no. you go to. You guys are going out to barbecue and, and steaks and shrimp and all that fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like in fact, our women's <laughs> basketball coach is a big steak eater, you know, so it's, it's we'll, we'll hit up quite a bit of steak houses and it, it depends on the team, you know, basketball budgets are a little bit bigger than let's say your volleyball or, or softball budgets, sure. but 
you know, every every team provides a unique opportunity um, to travel with. Obviously, when you, with softball and baseball, you get outside, which is nice, mm-hmm. sort of in the gym. If the weather's nice, that is. <laughs> um, I don't know if outdoor sports really like coming to Columbia, Missouri, or, or um, can we really trust our, our weather? But yeah, certainly for us, going other places, it's always nice to get out in the sun. Um, so Auburn, we we talked about that. Tuscaloosa, you big fan of there? Yeah, I do like Tuscaloosa. They had a really cool little downtown scene. Of course, those fans. I remember uh, uh, yeah. one time with the volleyball, we had to go in to do pass and serve or serve and pass, and it was during the middle of a, a football game. Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> and so just maneuvering in between all the tailgates and that fan base is just uh, was incredible just to see the amount of people out there and how you know, truthful, faithful fans they are. Everybody was in their you know, white and maroon or red, whatever the color it is. So, yeah, it's, it's almost kind of scary, you know, the following that you see. <laughs> Especially because, again, at Montana State, I thought our fan base, well, we were proud of, proud of our fan base. Absolutely. Tailgating during football games. Of course, we were in our snow pants and all that stuff, which is definitely a unique opportunity. Uh, hot cocoa and schnapps. Well, of course, yeah. not when I my playing days, right? Right, never, no, that. not oh, at no. all. No, you never so, did that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, think, I don't know if they would be that hardcore if we if we put them in Montana. That's what I always think to myself. Like you don't know what really true fan is until you been in both in Montana. That's true. Hey, so you've been a part of the Cat Grizz rivalry for a long time. What's the SEC rivalries like? Do they compare? I mean, because we we hear about great, you know, Florida, Georgia, all that stuff, but. Does that compare to the to the to the cats and the grizz? Well, for Missouri, you know, it's really we we're trying to start outside of you know Kansas is no longer in a conference. So I hear, and I never got to experience that. But man, I mean, when you hear stories about that stuff this day, it's, wow! So the Kansas Missouri rivalry is apparently something else. But since I don't really have anything to compare it to, I, I can't. You know, I don't really quite know. In the SEC, again, yeah, I would say Arkansas, we're trying to get that to be a border rivalry, but mm. I would say it wouldn't even compare to Cat Grizz because Cat Grizz, I mean, there's only two Division One schools in Montana. Right. You know, that's not quite the same for every state. So I think that it made it unique and just in that, right? Um, so University of Missouri, you're one of those weird ones, though, because it it, it's not UM, it's MU, correct? Um, right, it's MU. So. Yep. Could you have worked there if it was UM? You know what? I, I have to get over that because my <laughs> nephew, Ian Morton, actually went to Missoula for school. Did he? And I really had that. And he actually brought a sweatshirt back for my dad to wear, and my dad was wearing it. Wait. And I was so insulted for a little bit until I realized, well, Ian's getting scholarship money, so I can't be mad. <laughs> but, yeah. I, one year I went back from Missouri, and there my dad was. As I pulled up, and it was in a grizzly sweatshirt, and I was just, I almost lost it. But oh man, I'd have gotten sick. I know you, you just can't trust people anymore. <laughs> in your own family, well, I'm, I'm, real quick on you. I'm glad that Aiden's doing well because uh, he is a good kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's got a, got himself yeah, a pretty good really dad. Great. So, um, yeah. so with this uh, with this quarantine we've been going through, Doctor Scott and Morton, our guest here. What have you been watching? Like, what's what what's the go-to on Netflix or Hulu or whatever? Oh, I I binged uh, all three seasons of Ozark like within the first week. I kept getting uh, everybody was telling me that it was so good, so I finally did it, and it, it definitely doesn't disappoint. Have you heard of Ozark? I've watched the first. I'm on season or episode five of season two. So oh wow, okay. yeah. There um, you go. Inter- the Inter- lake of Ozark is just actually now south of Columbia, and so that's where everybody goes here to have some fun. So that's, oh. that's actually made it been more fun to see those scenes. But yeah, yep. pretty accurate. <laughs> so well, yeah, you're living right there. It uh, it definitely is uh, an eye opener. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, yeah, Ozark How about is. You? What have you been watching? Um, I've been watched. So I rewatched House from back in the day. Uh, with okay. with Hugh Laurie, the doctor show. Um, so I've diagnosed myself with literally um, 14 different things. Um, but I've also got into rewatching Shark. It was like uh, James Woods. He was a lawyer for like a year and a half on ABC, I think, back in the day, or CBS. Um, but, yeah, d- with the little one, Scott, it's a lot of Frozen and Frozen 2. There you go. 
So I maybe a, that's exactly what you need is a little positivity, optimism, right? Yeah, but I found let out things, that let, let things a lot of things go. I mean, there is a message in there for adults. Right, you know? right. Yep. No, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> the the uh, the big thing for me though is that everyone focuses on Elsa, but it's really Anna that saves the day. Two 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 <laughs> movies in a row. I mean, but so while the love for Queen Elsa, she she's gotten everybody into know. trouble twice. So. I, I, yeah. <laughs> when are you coming home next? That's pretty true. Cool. That's a good question. What I would like to do, actually, with this, this time, we are um, at a stay-at-home order until May 31st, for sure, with an athletic. So, you know, part of me would love to hop in the truck and drive up there. But then, again, I want to be um, safe and, and cautious right. as well as far as, you know, things that I'll touch on the way there. So kind of an unknown uncertainty as far as, how things will look here in a couple months. But if it were up to me, I'd, I'd be there in a heartbeat right now, for sure. Yeah, you, uh, knowing you, you'd be out hiking or fishing, so that would be, um, yeah. you'd yeah. be social distancing yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So will we have a football season on time this fall? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's still the ultimate question. We'll see. I know it's even we have uh, senior staff and head coach conference calls, you know, every Tuesday, Thursdays, and, that's always the big question, and we just don't quite have an answer for that right now. I was hoping you'd, you'd give me some insights. I know. That I had some insight scoop. I know. Because I think I – have, I have doctor in front of my name, but I'm really not all that important. <laughs> <laughs> I think that because I of – was more important. <laughs> you are very important. I, I, I believe that because the SEC and the NFL are so huge that the SEC will come up with a cure before um, September so that we can have football on time. We we have a lot of very confident people that I think would think that they'd come up with a cure. Well, yeah. or a vaccine, I guess. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, or a vaccine. Yeah. This has been enlightening. Um, I'd love to get you on when we actually have sports seasons to uh, to chat about. It's always fun to catch up with you, though. And like I said, it's been like three or four years, uh, you know, for a ten minute conversation in an airport in Phoenix. But um, it's it's always. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. It's been fun. Yeah, I love your family. Tell them hi, especially Dad. I will. I um, will, for sure. You know, he's... Uh, it's always fun to go down memory lane, just in the stall of you and today. I'll have me think about the good old Gateway days. So just just in in that aspect, I really appreciate you um, giving me this opportunity, and it's fun to catch up. Well, you know, it's funny. I've been wearing a hat from uh, the game, Sports Bar, uh, that we uh, we hired you oh, at for yeah. a, a brief amount of time. Um but yeah, sports sports has always been part of your life in one way or another, and it's uh, it, it certainly has. You've well, grown up good, before good our eyes. The game. <laughs> that, that was definitely a period of Scott's life where she's really trying to find herself. Yeah, <laughs> through that stretch, very very necessary. But I'm sure she sure happy she came through on that one and got to the other end. Yes, yes. I'm glad you're a doctor and not managing a sports bar somewhere. <laughs> yeah, very well could be. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dr. Scott Morton, the Assistant Athletics Director, University of Missouri, Mental Performance and Staff Development. Uh, always a pleasure to uh, catch up with you. Stay in touch and um, stay safe. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Dr. Scott Morton on the Jason Walker Show, Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. What a sweetheart she is uh, and always has been. Um, like I said, watched her grow up and, and great family. Interesting story about her dad, Bob Morton, and uh, maybe someday I'll get to tell it. Remember the uh, the Mountain Men, Kerry Swenson story from back in, the, what, 1984? Uh, Bob Morton was part of uh, the capture of the Mountain Men. So um, great family, great, great family. Cousins uh, as well. And uh, nieces, nephews. I mean, it's just a. It, we talk about the Ferris family. Uh, we talked with uh, Jason Ferris earlier this week, and the Morton family would have to be up there, especially with wrestling. I mean, Scott was a great basketball player, but the wrestling that came out of the Morton family, unbelievable. I believe there's a four timer in there, Me, uh, maybe a three time state champs. I'm not sure if we got a four timer. I'll have to do some research. But anyway, thanks to uh, Doctor Scott and Morton for joining us. Uh, here on the Jason Walker Show. Just got confirmation for next week. We are going to chat with Tim Brando, the broadcaster, and uh, uh, let you know what day. Also, Brittany Jackson rescheduled uh, for next week, uh, the Tennessee Lady Vol, former uh, sharpshooter. And uh, Dave Gorin will join us. He is the uh, sideline guy for Wake Forest football, but also 
the National Sports Media Association. And you remember the last name Gorin, his son Max, we talked to back in March. He did our uh, gave us our one shining moment this year because we had no NCAA basketball tournament. All right, we're going to take a quick final break. When we come back on this day in history, Merrick at the movies, and we'll wrap things up for the week. That is next. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture, and we're coming right back. Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings... Or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one? It feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Uh, final segment on a finally Friday. Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Don't forget you can rewatch or re-listen anytime at jasonwalkershow.com. Anything you've missed from our previous shows dating back to December. Hopefully someday we can get all the old November show or all the uh, shows before all of that. Be, uh... You know what I'm trying to say? Uploaded. Back in the radio days. Uh, we'll try to get all those uploaded. Uploaded. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. All right. Uh, before we do uh, On This Day in History, it is another edition of Merrick at the Movies with Power Activities Director Merrick Parnell. This is Merrick at the Movies with another sports movie recommendation. This week, it's Basketball Flicks. Space Jam is the classic 1996 film starring Michael Jordan and a whole host of the Looney Tunes cast, along with Danny DeVito and Bill Murray. There's also some NBA cameos from Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, and Muggsy Bogues. The movie's great because it brings back some childhood nostalgia, along with some vintage NBA montages from Jordan and some of the stars of that era. Next up is Semi-Pro, released in 2008. This is Will Ferrell's best sports movie, where he plays Jackie Moon, the owner, coach, GM, and star player of the Flint Tropics in the shaky 1970s American Basketball Association. And Coach Carter has Samuel L. Jackson playing Ken Carter, the legendary Northern California high school basketball coach, as he leads the Richmond High School Oilers on the floor and away from a dangerous life in the streets. The story is very inspiring and tells us just how much of an impact the game can have on our lives. 
Ben Affleck plays basketball coach Jack Cunningham in The Way Back, a 2020 basketball movie featuring an estranged basketball coach that returns to his high school alma mater and battles pain, struggle, and addiction to redeem himself. And last but not least, we have Hoosiers, one of the most iconic basketball and sports movies of all time. Gene Hackman has a dynamic performance as coach Norman Dale, who takes a coaching and teaching job in rural Hickory, Indiana. Coach Dale takes over a team who lost their coach and their star player and empowers the team to success. I love the old gyms and the vintage basketball action, and a lot of it reminds me of some of the small Class C basketball here in Montana. This has been Merrick at the Movies. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Merrick Movies. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Oh, thanks to Merrick Parnell, the uh, activities director up at uh, Power High School. And uh, Merrick at the Movies. We'll do it each and every week as long as he keeps sending them. We have a small, uh, we got a, we got a guest that we're going to get to here in a second. So uh, let's get to On This Day in History. It is brought to you by our good friends over at uh, the Motherload Sports Bar, Casino, and Restaurant. Reopening up on Monday, which will be great. Today is May the 1st. It is Law Day, May Day, Chocolate Parfait Day, Loyalty Day, Mother Goose Day, and Principal's Day. On this date in 1883, Bob Rogers acknowledged as the first American pro sports trainer hired by the uh, New York Athletic Club. Uh, Brian Coble, the best uh, trainer that I've worked with uh, when he was at Carroll. 1901, White Sox outfielder Herm McFarlane hits the first Grand Slam in American League history. 1920, Babe Ruth uh, hit his 50th career home run, his first for the Yankees. Uh, 1940, the Summer Olympics scheduled for Helsinki, Finland, canceled by the Finnish uh, Olympic Committee because of World War II. 1951, Mickey Mantle hit his very first career home run. 1991, a couple of things happened. Ricky Henderson became the all-time Major League Baseball Record steal, base stealing holder with his 939th. He also would get his 1,000th on this day a couple years later. 1991 as well, Nolan Ryan with the Texas Rangers. His seventh career no-hitter, 44 years old, the oldest to throw one. Seven no-hitters, that'll never be broke. Uh, Calamity Jane was born on this date in 19 or in 1852. Chuck Bednarik born on this date in 1925. And Ray Parker Jr. was born on this date. In 1954, yeah, Ghostbusters and uh, the other woman. Also, let's see, on this date in 1994, Ayrton Senna, the Brazilian auto racer, passed away. And Bebe, 1997, died. A.K.A. Flipper was 40. And uh, Danny Gans died on this date in 2009. The Las Vegas entertainer, sports-related, though, because he was in the movie, Bull Durham. All right, so we have a special guest, and we're going to get to her right now. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. We forgot uh, a couple of birthdays. One of them is uh, Gigi Bryant. Gianna Bryant would have been 14 today. Um, Happy birthday. My daughter, though, Winnie. Yeah, Winnie. It's her birthday today. Let's get... uh, uh, I gotta get the camera fixed. Well, you can kind of see her over there. Uh, little weenie. How old are you today? How old? How old are you? Two. Two? Yeah? Yay! Oh, you gotta wear the headphones. But you don't have to, I guess. Because you can hear me. Um, what do you want for your birthday? No. I. <laughs> hey, what do you want for your birthday? You gonna just play with the that? Okay, uh, that is little Winnie over there with the wife. It's not broke, honey. We just have to we have to put a phone on it. Tell Daddy what you want for your birthday. What do you want for your birthday? Okay. Well, happy birthday, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Uh, she is. Uh, she is something else for sure. Two years old today. She's wearing Crocs. You want to come over here? Come over here, sweetie. Yep, this is how we're ending the show. Oh, we're going to get cranky. Oh, she knocked over the shredder. Okay. Um, what did we miss today? Uh, the walk-off brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. Uh, make sure you uh, order and uh, get some food to go from all of our great sponsors. Don't forget to get on the schedule for Nitro Green, too. 
for all your lawn pest and tree needs. And uh, make sure you get signed up at uh, Green Meadow Country Club. Tell them you heard it or saw it on the Jason Walker Show. And uh, get signed up for Demo Day next week, too. Make your appointment. What, sweetie? Come here. Where'd you go? Oh, she wants the door shut. Okay. Do you want to come over here and say goodbye? Huh? Come here. Here. We'll put you on camera again. Put the mic down. Can you say hi? Hi. Say bye. Say watch my show. Watch my dad's show all the time. Can you say thank you? There you go. Yeah, they teach our sign language at our school. It's awesome. Had a great show. Had a great week. Had fun. Dr. Scott Morton, thank you for joining us. We'll do it again uh, next week, beginning Monday at 4. Great lineup next week, too. We'll see you. Jason Walker Show. Happy birthday, Winnie. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy. Thank you.